Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. Okay, we are always Johnny-come-lately. What? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, it was... (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Everybody's heard by now. Yeah. I mean, it's like... It's five hours after And everybody's heard what everybody else says about it by now. everybody (laughs) knows. I mean, we... What day was that? Was that Friday? It is the day after we recorded. Yeah, we recorded... And didn't we even kind of bring it up like, hey, wait yeah. a minute, what about that decision? When's that supposed Aren't to they happen? Supposed Isn't to be doing done this? yet? And then the very next day. It was like eight <laughs> hours later. And not only that, the whole recording of last week was about how everything seems to be falling apart in America. <laughs> and here we got this saving grace. And, you know, it was just... it. I don't know what to say. I'm always late, so, oh well. well you know, we, here's the thing. I mean, we, uh, this this is a um, kind of a labor of love for us. It's not our living. We both have families. We both have jobs. We both got to yeah. do things. We don't necessarily have the ability to just jump right into our respective uh, studios. Right. I'll, I'll put air quotes around that. And, you know, do an extra one-off for something like this. So, yeah, I think we're always going to be Johnny come yeah. lately's. <laughs> but we we did celebrate uh when we got the news. My uh my oh, man, my Absolutely. boys drove in in Ohio, you can't buy real fireworks in Ohio. You have to go either Kentucky or Indiana to get them. And the boys the boys wow. drove to Indiana and bought a bunch of fireworks and we had a great big firework party that Friday night. Awesome. Got the cops called on us and everything. Oh, did yeah. you really? The cop comes wandering up. The thing is, I, w- I had just told it was like 11 o'clock. I'm like, guys, I mean, I know it's Friday, mm-hmm. but it's 11 o'clock and you're doing the really big ones. People might be trying to get I to mean, sleep. they're doing the yeah. loud ones. It's not ones. expected. It's not July 4th. Yeah. I said, guys, let maybe kind of knock off after this and they're like oh that's all right we just did the last one so i'm cleaning up and i see this giant form wandering down the driveway i thought oh i think that's dan the man our brother-in-law i thought it was dan and so i just continued cleaning up and then i look up a few minutes later and there's a cop standing at the gate and he's like well i don't necessarily mind the fireworks but you're getting some complaints from neighbors and <laughs> technically, there's a law going into the law's going to change on July 1st concerning fireworks. Huh. We will be allowed to shoot wow. off major fireworks after July 1st. Wow. So the law is becoming more, uh, more liberal. Yeah. More loose. More, more, more liberal in the correct and, and good sense of the, right. the word. So, but Great. it's not July 1st. I said, well, it's not. Yeah. And, I said, I'm yeah. sorry. We were celebrating the Dodd case. And uh, I don't know what he said. He said something and kind of chuckled and then walked away. So I, I have no idea what he was thinking of what I had said. But um, <laughs> whatever. We had a party. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And he didn't make trouble for you. He yeah. Just, he, he, he did his 
job so he could tell anybody else who called, yeah, I talked to him, yeah. done. So, um, anyway, it, it, it was a great day. And the thing is, yep. we've already, we've talked about most of this when they leaked the uh, decision, you know, like two months right. ago. Ramifications and meanings and all that kind of. But you know what? There's a uh, a, a take on this um, that Mom uh, brought up while I was talking to her on Sunday. Yeah, and I hadn't thought of this before. But you know the the whole abortion industry, the call it the abortion uh, regime, was imposed. By a court of nine people, not all nine voted for it, I know that, yeah. but it was imposed by a court. Um, the people of the United States have never voted for abortion. Right. Not even our representatives. And when you... Right. So what I'm thinking, like, you know, the what mom was bringing up is when you think about, say, Sodom and Gomorrah... And, and the, you know, Abraham's negotiations with God. And well, you know, if I can find 10 people that are just, and, and God said that he would spare the, the city even for 10 just people. Well, um, yes, abortion is a horrible thing. And maybe there's a lot of stuff that we should have been doing all along that we haven't been doing. Um, but as a people, we have never voted in favor of or favored right. abortion. And that may actually be why God's giving us this grace right now. It may only be a temporary reprieve, kind of a, a you know, something to say, hey, look what you could have had if you really put yourselves in my hands. Yeah. At, or, at, or it may actually be the beginning of a right. turnaround. It could be. I, I, I've been hopeful for the past, um, well, even before they leaked that, um, before they leaked that decision, I, I've all said for a long time now that, that I, I do think America is over, but I think maybe it could be saved if we stop abortion. If we can stop abortion, yeah. I think God will smile on us again. But that's... We would be the only country in the Western world. I mean, like one or two exceptions. Yeah. In like Poland, maybe, and I don't know, Hungary or something like that. But um, it would be, you know, we would lead the world out of abortion the way we kind of led the world out I of slavery. I think we would. The black slavery. I hope we do. That's, you know, that's... That's my hopes. That's what I hope happens. That would be yeah, great. Yeah. And well, you know, there's the start of it. Did 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 we talk about this when 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 it was leaked before? Uh, because now it's real. It it has happened. It is real. It, the opinion is overturned. A later court might put it back. I don't yeah. know, or put something worse back. But whatever it is, this moment right now, after fewer than fifty years, Roe has been overturned. And guess whose legacy this is? Joe Biden. This is Donald Trump's well, it's, legacy. It's Donald Trump's this, legacy, but it happened under Joe Biden. The first, 
Nope. No Protestant was able to overturn Roe v. Wade. The first Catholic who gets in, bam. We knocked it down. Way to go, Joe Biden. That's right. Well, okay, he, he's not quite the first Catholic in, 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 I, for, in the for a while because we I had mean, Kennedy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, since abortion's right. been legal, all he had to do was elect a yeah. Catholic. Heaven's sakes. <laughs> Joe Biden's legacy. No, but you wow. know, I, I was just <laughs> gosh, wait over turn, boom. <laughs> well, you know what? What I'm about to say about it, Trump, maybe it should apply it to should, Joe Biden but, instead, because but more seriously, you know, we because we think about historically, like Abe Lincoln freeing the yeah. slaves and that kind of stuff. In my mind, this this moment right here makes Trump the greatest president yeah. in U.S. history. Yeah. It, I, I agree with that. I think Trump was definitely the greatest. Maybe he'll be the greatest again. I don't know. But um, yeah, we'll see. For now, he did something that was of all the things that had to be done or could have been done that should have been done. He did the most important thing in the history of this country. Yeah, uh, we were the single most important. The significance of this swamps anything else that that needed to be done during right. his pre- presidency. Yeah. And it is it is definitely his legacy. Uh, we just there's no getting around that. Yeah. So I uh, stand uh, vindicated in my uh, my love for Donald Trump. So, yeah. Now. Whose legacy this should have been and is not is the American bishops. Yeah. yeah. This this moment is absolutely no thanks to the Catholic bishops of America. Yeah, and I would encourage, we've done kind of two uh, long podcasts about abortion and about the fight against abortion and the way it actually mm-hmm. is in America. I would encourage anyone to go back and listen to those. One of them's kind of tedious because it, it does a bunch of name dropping from people that nobody knows, which is why we dropped the names. But yeah, that's what, yeah, we felt like they need deserve to be uh, recognized. But it, it that's just Cincinnati and that happened all over America. And those kinds of people are all over America. And um, mm-hmm. I would encourage people to go back and listen to those. But um, what were you going to? I forgot where we started with this. Well, I was just going to say, if the, I mean, if the American bishops yeah. from the get go, from from the moment of Roe v. Wade, had been doing their job, it would have taken ten years instead of fifty years to yeah. get overturned. Yeah, certainly. And and the bishops were always uh, hiding from us, you know, like if. They saw us at a party. They would duck somewhere and be like, "Oh no, yeah, I don't want to be." There's one of those. Pro I don't want to be seen talking to him and things like that. Uh, anti-abortion radicals. Every yeah, now and exactly. then, like once a year, they would show up at one of the protests, and and it's like you know these happen every week. It, what about the fifty-two other weeks that you know? And, <laughs> yeah, and they, they, you know, they, they're they're all pompous about it, and it's like whatever, just you know. The pro-life movement needs help. You could help, and you don't. That to most bishops. Right. Well. But, 
They're all they're all jumping in with something to say yeah. now, aren't they? Yeah, for the most part. And it's surprising to me what many of them say because here's what I would expect an American bishop to say. This is a great day. We have waited for this and prayed for this and worked for this. Okay, they they don't deserve to be able to say that, but I'd expect yeah. them to. Now that this has happened, we have a lot of work to do to end abortion in the states at our local levels. We need to roll up our sleeves and transform America so that it is a just society. Yeah. And we no longer have abortion. That would be the thing to That's say. That's what I yeah. would expect them to I, say. A lot of them said something close to that. You know, the... The letters mm-hmm. that okay. I was able to Good. find, a lot of them mentioned that, okay, this was the first part. Now we got to go through state by state. Uh, Tobin mentioned, you know, Rhode Island, sadly, has gone mm-hmm. in a different direction. Did say something that kind of got on my nerves here. Uh, I okay. wish to emphasize that those who support and promote abortion are not our enemies. Um, I completely disagree with that. Yeah, let's let's I mean, okay. Let let's uh, first of all let's like sort of just place that statement into uh, I don't know World War II. I wish to emphasize that those who bomb and destroy our cities are not our enemies. Yeah. All right. Think of like uh, a bishop in England saying something like that. People would be like, "Well, the hell they ain't." Absolutely stupid. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So what he says is. I wish to emphasize that those who support and promote killing our babies are not our enemies. Mm. Well, I, I think they work. are. Sorry. Yeah. That, that's a fail, Tobin. And, yeah. Bishop. I'm sorry. Bishop Tobin. They too are children of God and our brothers and sisters. That's what he adds here. But, yeah, yeah okay, they are. But everyone is. Your enemies are too. That doesn't make them so. not your enemies. I mean, only to the extent that everyone is. But you know what? I don't believe that that's... The way it is, because even Jesus, you know, remember what the guy, um, shoot, the guy said, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus said, you know, you know, the yeah. law. you know, do this, do that. He said, well, I've done all things. What more do I need? And Jesus said, and this was interesting um, for the second part of it, not the first part. He said, go and sell what you have and give to the poor. Then you will be a child of God. Jesus himself indicates and distinguishes that there are those on this earth who are not children of God. You have to make yourself a child of God. Not that you can do it through your own merits, but you have to, to receive and accept his invitation and those promptings to follow him in order to be a child of God. I guess make yourself isn't the right word, but it also... You become a child of God through Jesus, not just by living on earth. It also reminds me of when he says, uh, blessed is the woman who bore you, or blessed is your mother. Oh, right, right. And he he says, rather, blessed are they. Hear God and Mm -hmm. obey him, or something of that nature. But, uh, yeah, it's... like Yeah, along those lines. So, yeah, I I would say that this, this sort of modern trend to say well everybody even when he's you know coming in and threatening to destroy your family 
they're a child of God. You got to treat them that way. Well, no, they're not. And you, you don't. You know, that kind of leads right into our main subject, which surprisingly isn't about the Dodd case. Um, this uh, letter that the Pope sent to, who was it, the American bishops? Just not the American, like the bishops of the world, I oh, think. to the bishops, priests, and deacons. I, I think it was a... To consecrated I, I think to it the, was a letter... It was it was kind of if you want to think of it as papal musings, just it's like oh yeah, these are my sort of uh, stream of consciousness thoughts. That's what it sounded like. Traditionis custodes. I mean, it was yeah. It reads that way. It reads that way. That's the thing. Think of a but in it. Think it, of a guy sitting alone for years and trying to come up with something to say on paper and just. Pretty much writing down every every little thought he has about nothing. I don't. It's really hard to read. It's it's yeah. But what's interesting is that inside of it are these nuggets that it's like you read it and it's like, wait a minute, did Pope Francis actually write that? Because that could have been written by Benedict Sixteenth. Yeah, some of them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really weird. It's all, it feels schizophrenic, sort of, in, in its... Uh, I, 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 I have not even gotten a third of the way through it. It's, when, when we talked about talking about this letter on the podcast... I thought, oh yeah, he wrote another letter. Okay, I'll go read it. Well, no, it's it's not just another letter. The doggone thing printed it on my paper like seventeen pages long. Is it really? I didn't full, even know. Full, full pages, single wow. space. See, yes, I just started long. reading and I just kind of skipped around a little bit here and there. But like in, in from the start, it's like uh, Peter, paragraph three. Peter and John were sent to make preparations to eat that Passover, but in fact, actual fact. All of creation, all of history, which was on the verge of revealing itself as the history of salvation, was a huge preparation for that supper. Um, I don't know. All of his... I, I, yeah, I mean, it's like... I don't know what I mean, that's supposed to maybe mean. Maybe sort of in a way, but yeah, it's like, okay, so like... Everything that happened, okay, I get the call, you know, Adam and Eve, the fall, Tower of Babel, Noah's Flood, and, well, it's the Tower of Babel was after Noah's but Flood. But the supper wasn't you know, the, call the of point Abraham, of it. And then the the history of the Hebrews and all of that, all of that was a preparation. But Not like, for the supper. Things going, on in, things going on in the Americas, preparation for the supper. Uh, no, I'm, I'm. But not sure. even even the stuff in the Bible, it was preparation for the for the sacrifice. Well, yeah, the but, supper but is the just thing, how that how we something... attend that. And well, that yeah, but actually, this know. is this is something. This is something that I've I've written about okay. before. Is well, that talk for a minute. I got to get something the mass, from the kitchen. Oh, okay. I'll keep talking. Well, so my my take on this, and this is something that has developed in in my mind and in my um, I guess exploration of the faith or whatever. 
But I feel like, I mean, yes, Jesus came to die for us. But even more concretely, he came in order to give us the mass. The mass is the thing. The mass is the point. The mass is what it's about. And dying on the cross is the fulfillment of the mass. Almost as though the cross exists for the mass rather than the other way around. That's that's what I think and how I feel about it. And that's that's why, because the mass is the completion of the marriage. It's the wedding supper of the lamb the, and, and the consummation of the, the marriage of the lamb. The mass is where the final exchange of natures, God and man, God received our nature. Now at the mass, we receive God's nature. And that's why the the whole of scripture opens with a marriage and then ends with a marriage, the wedding of the lamb in Revelation, right before Christ goes out as the warrior and defeats Satan. Of course, that's his, in, in here in the visible world, that's his journey to the cross. Well, anyway, that maybe that's a deeper thing for us to explore sometime, but that's that's kind of how I've come to Well, maybe things. if he could have said it that way... <laughs> But no, I just, the way he says it, um, necessary because every gift to be a gift must have someone dispose it to receive it. So what? He says a lot of things that just don't matter. Yeah, I, but, he says things that okay. are almost trite. Yeah. In, but then we get to certain points that um, just aren't true. And he says them as if they're true. And then he mentions a mm-hmm. scripture as if that's what the scripture says. So you go look up the scripture and it's like, well, no, that's not what it says. That's not what it says at all. It's not and what it even says. There okay. are certain yeah. things like, okay, you know, things like if you're going to take it literal, you might make, take it to mean one thing. Or if you might try to get the general feeling, you see something else. But for example, if I say, hey, everybody, come here. That doesn't mean I want everybody in the world to come here. It just means everybody I'm talking to to come here. But here's the thing. What if I said, come here, and then somebody said, he wants everybody to come here. And it's like, I didn't even say everybody. I said it to one guy. (laughs) I just just said, come here to to my wife or whatever. Okay. Well, let's uh, let me get into one of them. Um, Okay, yeah, I was going to say paragraph sure four, you example in mind. Paragraph four, nonetheless, mm-hmm. his infinite desire to reestablish that communion with us uh, that was and remains his original design will not be satisfied until every woman, every man and woman from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation shall have eaten his body and drunk his blood. That's not true. So... Where does it say every man and woman? Right. If you go look up Revelation 5, 9, which he points to, he Mm -hmm. quotes Revelation 5, 9, and they sang a new song saying, Worthy art thou to take the scroll and to open its seals, for thou wast slain, and by thy blood didst ransom men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. In other words, there Ah. are people from each tribe that uh, you... Ransomed. That, you know, f- 
Yeah, so men were ransomed from every tribe. Not every man. But not every That's man just every dumb. Tribe. He yeah. does the same thing yeah. later. He says, uh, the world still does not know it, but everyone is invited to the supper of the wedding of the Lamb. That flat out isn't true. But uh, he mentions Revelation 19.9, and the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage of the supper of the Lamb. Well, how does that mean every person? Yeah, it doesn't mean, and in a sense, everybody's invited in the sense that God, in his salvific will, is predisposed to will the salvation of each individual person. We could but say that. So many of those but even so many of those reject that will, and then God uses those who reject that will for the benefit of those who 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 uh accept and submit. Even to that in will. the words of consecration, he said uh uh, for you and for many, for the right. forgiveness of sins. Not all, which they mm-hmm. tried to misrepresent for how many years? Let's see, from 70 to, yeah. in the English Mass, yeah. from 70 to 2011. Uh, what was it, 90? Was it was it that late, 2011? It was 2011. Okay. It was the happiest day of my life because I had been kicked out of the <laughs> Tridentine Mass and all I could do was go to the English Mass and finally, Pope Benedict changed the the wording of the English Mass, which it was correct in all the other languages, just not in English. Just not, that's weird that it was so bad in English that, that the yeah. English translations specifically, not just that part, and what's but so many other parts of the and Mass what's, were so bad. What's weirder is that the English speaking world, America. Mm-hmm. Is where the Tridentine pushback started, and continues to That's be a true. main a force. <laughs> Maybe not started. I don't know. It was a big force. We can't deny that. I mean, it, it was a big force. I mean, I know that that it had like the priestly fraternity of Saint Peter. I think their first seminary was in Germany, stuff like that. You know, that that's, yeah, I know that that this has been a thing in other parts of the world. Lefebvre himself was a Frenchman. I think was it sounds it sounds anyway um uh but certainly there has been a significant pushback in the united states that grew up in the united states whether it was going on in other parts of the world or or not it wasn't like it was imported to the united states it was very grassroots and ground up so um, but you know, but you know, there's also parts in this where I feel like he just he. Misses but hold it. on here, like hold on example. a second, because in okay, that same ahead. paragraph, mm-hmm. he, I don't know what he's he's he quotes himself from somewhere else. He says, "This is what I spoke of when he's talking about which paragraph uh, we're on, on five. Now? He, oh yeah, he's yeah, talking about okay. everybody yeah. being invited to the wedding of the lamb." And he says, this is what I spoke Mm -hmm. of when I said I dream of a missionary option. That is a missionary impulse capable of transforming everything. And this is what bugs me. So that the church's customs, ways of doing things, times and schedules, language and structures can be suitably channeled for the uh, evangelization of today's world. 
rather than for her self-preservation. In other words, we're going to change. It's that rather than for her self-preservation yeah. that's weird. Now, he's quoting himself from uh, Evangelia Gaudium in that. Well, that's idiotic. I, I mean. Yeah. That's just that, dumb. Look, that's not missionary work. We know how his missionary work is. He doesn't baptize anyone. Or his well, that's the his thing. bishops like, don't baptize I, people. Yeah. You, you got that bishop from the Amazon who bragged about never baptized. And that's what, I mean, going back in that same paragraph, he's, he says, we must not allow ourselves even a moment of rest knowing that still not everyone has received an invitation to this supper. You should well, what tell the hell that to your bishop. talking about other than baptism? Yeah. That's, that's, that's proselytizing, which you said is a sin. Going out and, and, and preaching that invitation is what proselytizing is. But you said that's a sin. Yeah. That's, this, that's this, why I find this, this whole thing so I irritating. Feel like, like there's things in here. It's like it's so, it's schizophrenic to read this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, okay. That was, I, I had to finish that paragraph five because it was so it was kind of all over the place. Well, yeah, and like he also, I think, I think he gets things wrong. Now, th- this is something that might be a point of contestate con- con- contestant contesting. Uh-huh. People might contest it. Protestants, especially, might disagree with me. But to me, it's so doggone clear cut and so doggone obvious that you can't interpret it any other way. But he um, refers to the parable and um, well, where are we? He actually refers to Romans. I'm talking about where it uh, to be admitted to the feast. All that is required is the wedding garment of faith, which comes from hearing his word. He, now. Yeah. He doesn't actually quote scripture. He just references it. But what he's actually referencing is the parable of Jesus about the wedding. Which feast. you talked about last week, I think. Was I it think last week? I know we, I talked about it on one of our yeah. podcasts where the guy is thrown out because he doesn't have the proper garment for the wedding. But that garment is not faith. That garment is grace. Yeah. And it doesn't come from hearing the word. It comes from Jesus. And at least accepting the word. And accepting, well, yeah, accepting Jesus, or, you know, which it kind of is the word. Yeah. Jesus and the word are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's things like that that it's like, okay, he. he what paragraph was that? He'll say one thing that is like, it's so true. Okay, yeah. Not everyone has received the invitation. Oh, that means you got to go out and proselytize people to make them aware of it. Oh, but you know that Pope Francis is against that. So what the heck does he mean here? Yeah, that's right. Um, because it goes against everything he's always that kind of stuff talked about. I mean, mm-hmm. so you know he doesn't mean that. But what, what does, does he, he mean? mean? And that's why I think we get to this uh, paragraph five when he says. Uh, that is transforming everything so that the church's way of doing things uh, can be channeled 
for the evangelization of today's world. But really what he's saying is we make it more palpable to everyone. I want everybody to like me. So oh, or palatable. Yeah, we, yeah, I, I yeah, I want people to like me so I'm going to change myself instead of preserving what I am. Yeah. Which we know is nonsense. And we know that's what he does. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the thing is, okay, so like paragraph, uh, there's so much to go through here. I could, I ought to like write a response to this thing, but like paragraph 11, this is skipping down a few. Now, this is an example where it's like Pope Benedict could have written this. What is it doing in a letter from Pope Francis that he so obviously doesn't seem to appreciate what he seems to be saying in this letter? So he says, liturgy guarantees for us the possibility of an encounter with Christ. Uh, For us, a vague memory of the Last Supper would do no good. He's absolutely right. I mean, that's what the Protestants have, right? It's just a commemoration. It's just a, we get together and we remember that Jesus did the Last Supper. And so we kind of do something that sort of imitates that. And here, back quoting Pope Francis here, we need to be present at that supper, that supper, the Last Supper. Yeah. To be able to hear his voice, eat his body, drink his blood. We need him. In the Eucharist and in the sacraments, we are guaranteed the possibility of encountering the Lord Jesus and having the power of his Paschal mystery reach us. That's dead on. This, that's dead on. That's like, wow, okay, this is the whole idea of the priest acting in the person of Christ. The priest during the Mass, during the liturgy, is another Christ, an altar Christus. This this thing right here is why the church from time immemorial has adopted masses with the idea that all the priests that are under this particular rite are going to say it the same way every single time. Is this, this, I mean, we have a, this, a variety of masses, but priests within a certain rite, they, they don't deviate. And this is why. Is this the same guy who... Uh, Shut down the Vatican for because of uh, cold that was going around. COVID, <laughs> yeah, okay. Instructed he all his bishops to <laughs> shut down to the church, his body, and drink his blood. But if you have a cold, heaven's sakes, yeah. no, 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 no. We can't have you coming and eating his eating his yeah. body and drinking his blood. You got to stay so, home. You can you can watch it on YouTube. We'll limit it to fifteen people. You know. Fifteen people in in the church. The the luck you can draw lock draw straws draw lots. The lucky fifteen get to eat his body and drink his Did blood. Did he think we were going to forget that? Instead of instead of this is my body which is or, or this is my blood which is given for you and for many. It's this is my blood which is given for you and for few. Yeah, it's. Uh... It, like you said, it's schizophrenic. Yeah, it's so weird. Because a different Pope could have written this. 
Um, and then, like, he goes on with, and this is even more telling. This, like, we kind of referenced this a little bit um, earlier, a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. Paragraph 12, very first sentence. Our first encounter with this Paschal deed, first encounter, you don't get anything before this. Your first encounter with this Paschal deed is our baptism. We don't get to encounter Christ without baptism. That's, uh... He says it right that here. That sounds awful Catholic. Heaven's sakes, where, who wrote this letter? And if Pope Francis wrote this letter, who's been writing all this other crap that's been coming out of the Yeah, Vatican? like the first, I don't know, eight, six or seven paragraphs... It, it happens within yeah, the letter. Six or seven paragraphs. In the same it's like, letter. I know. It's like, it's like, it's like, okay, is, is like Pope Francis publishes this letter and then like, uh, somebody sneaks these things into it. What's going I, on here? Look, this is a lot of content and a lot of it is, seems like drivel. I can't, I had, neither one of us have read it all. There's no way. To do it in no, no. preparation for a show. But um, I, Pope Francis didn't write all this. You know, pe- people no, write I mean, these paragraph things. Paragraph 12. The whole paragraph of paragraph 12 is so spot on. It's like, it's like somebody came in and snuck it in to the rest of the letter. Yeah. Now, here's another... This is, this is interesting because... Eventually, you know he's going to get around to it. Because what's his thing that he wants to talk about? Vatican II. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Now, here's here's a case where he gets it absolutely wrong. We owe to the council and to the liturgical movement that preceded it. I don't know what movement he's talking about that preceded. He must be talking about the reforms of John the 23rd. The, uh, the, the, the Freemasons? Which is what we use at the Mass no, no, I think he's re- he's referring to the 1962 missile, yeah. and you haven't you haven't seen this in Cincinnati, but I've seen it done at um, Holy Rosary. Um, John the Twenty Third introduced what's called the Dialogue Mass. Yeah, so, you I, know, like at the prayers at the foot of the altar and uh, Psalm uh, Forty Two. They just that, took that off, uh, didn't the, they? The well, the servers and the priests say back and forth. Right. Well. John the 23rd introduced the option. This is before Vatican II. Uh, John the 23rd introduced the option of allowing the people of the whole congregation to say the server's part in the prayers at the foot of the altar, for example. That's called the dialogue okay. mass. I think those are the kinds of things he's referring to here. Okay. But he says, we owe the council the rediscovery of a theological understanding of the liturgy and its importance in the life of the church. Not really. Maybe we do owe it to the council, but whatever we would owe to the council in that regard, we know was thoroughly ignored in the post-conciliar liturgical reform. Right. It's just not reflected in the Novus Ordo. Whatever the council said and did was not... It was, uh, I think the, we've done a couple, uh, podcasts on Sacrosanctum Concilium. Concilium. Uh, In fact, we, 
at some point we'll get back to because because once in a while when we don't have anything to talk about we'll just yeah. pick that up and read the next few paragraphs. We'll we'll do that yeah. again. Yeah, and and so far if what we've gone through, uh, the Novus Order does not reflect. I mean, in building the Novus Order, they obviously ignored what we've read of it so far. Because I can't find anything wrong with that document so far. Other than maybe it could be interpreted poorly by some people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it might be like, hey, this translation or that translation or whatever. And, you know, I've seen different trans, different English translations of the Vatican II documents. Yeah. I don't know if there's an official one, but I've seen that there's a couple different, you know, very... So you know, in the phrasing or stuff like that. Do you like think that. they're very different? Not, nothing substantive. Oh, okay. No, no, not, nothing that would change the substance of them. But, you know. Okay, now here's here's what's interesting. To me, paragraph 19, and I, my son, I don't know how he finds all this time, probably because he doesn't have a job, he finds all this time to read, but he's the one who brought this up to me. And this is really the last thing I have to talk about because I haven't gotten any further in this letter. Yeah. Uh, but paragraph 19 is interesting. Um, I'm just going to read it verbatim up to a certain point. If Gnosticism intoxicates us with the poison of subjectivism, the liturgical celebration frees us from the prison of a self-referencing nourished by one's own reasoning and one's own feeling. That's kind of gobbledygook. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'd uh, have to think about that for a while. frees us from the prison of a self-referencing nourished by one's own reasoning and one's own feeling. Okay, but here's what's interesting about that. If you parse that out and, and spend the time to, you know, you read it 18 times over to where... It, it actually begins to make sense of a, as a sentence. And then you go on. The action of the celebration does not belong to the individual, but to the Christ church, to the totality of the faithful united in Christ. I'm going to read that again. The action of the celebration, we're talking about the mass here, does not belong to the individual, but to the Christ church, to the totality of the faithful United in church. And here is the uh, the punchline, the, the $64,000, whatever. The liturgy does not say I, but we. That's not quite correct in a couple places. Yeah, it depends on where. But here's the, here's the thing. What Pope Francis says is the liturgy does not say I, but we. And any limitation on the breadth of this we... Is always demonic. Oh, really? So when we say we and not I, we've been we with all the saints throughout history who have attended and if they're priests celebrated the mass in its traditional form. We mean the we of the whole communion of saints. We mean the we of the entire church throughout the world. There should be no I. There should be no limitation on we. There should be no individualizations 
of this nation or that nation for the language or the manner or the style of the celebration of Mass. That one sentence completely obliterates Traditionis Custodas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, where where did, who wrote this thing? It was not Pope Francis. Yeah. Um, hmm. The liturgy does not say I, but we. Any limitation? No, that's not quite correct. Like, for example, you you remember, um, like the creed? Okay. Yeah, I believe. Credo in unum Deum. I believe in one God. The credo was a individual ascent of faith that that separated in the ancient ancient rite, separated the mass of catechumens, which had a lot to do with um, with hearing what you know, hearing the word, a communion through the word of scripture, so to speak, and the mass of the faithful, which was the more complete communion of the body of Christ. And after the I believe, the credo, the catechumens would leave, the faithful would remain. Okay. But it was an individual, an I, statement of faith. So he's not entirely correct the way he words it here. But the way he does word it here, it's like, wow, he just made the case for the traditional Latin mass. What's going on? Okay, here's why he can do this. And is he that stupid that he doesn't even see that? No. Here's why he can do this. Because um, he believes that every human being is part of the church. He believes that nobody can be taken out of the church. Nobody can... No one in the church can be, uh, can, can not be a part of the church. Like even people who, um, even people who reject the church are still part of the church. Actually, he uses some specific language here. Let me see if I can, um, earlier than this. Yeah, this was like a year or two ago, uh, Oh, okay. Not in this right. Letter. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where he said that? Uh, oh, like he directly contradicted past popes and stuff. Yeah. Like you, no one can separate themselves from the communion from of saints, the body, and of, the body the of the faithful. The communion of he saints. uses both of those terms. Yeah. And he he acts like the body of the faithful and the communion of the saints are the same thing. First of all, is what he says, which is wrong. And then that nobody can separate themselves from this group. Now, if you think that way, then what he's saying here is wrong. But if you don't think that way, then what he's saying here is completely right. And that's why. That's how God protects. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's the church from people like this. God protects us from error because um, he just, he might not even know how right he is when he writes this. 
He might because he might be thinking that he's writing that he's that he's doing something revolutionary and and fighting back against this uh group of people who try to keep uh bad guys out of the church and he's going to invite them all in and he's going to write this piece which makes it clear that um you know that everybody's invited to the supper of the lamb which they're not but um, and he ends up making the case for the the so-called restoration. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta think of a uh, what's a good I know some kind of word for this, like like Holy Spirit schizophrenia or something yeah. like that. I, Holy, I, some kind of amalgamation of uh, <laughs> like when the act of the Holy Spirit Holy ends, ends up causing you to write something other than what you intended. <laughs> think that's what a lot of the stuff he writes is um because i think that's what a lot of the stuff in vatican two is almost all of vatican two actually i guess but you know because okay again this is a lot of text here and um you know letter. we've done these things before when he released uh tutti fruity remember sense. that one Oh yeah, gosh, tutti frutti! Like just even the abstract, the the uh, introductory paragraphs. Yeah, it's like okay, you already see problems it's, here. It's a long novel, and it would uh, every paragraph is difficult to read because they dance words around and they don't just come out and say what the meaning is. You know, they they do what they what he always does. He just uses a lot of words to say nothing. Most of it is that. Every now and then, he does say something. But I think he's kept from saying anything directly contrary to church teaching. I hope he is. I haven't read the whole thing. And I hope he, that happened here. Although, I'd have to find, you know, paragraphs four and five, I'd have to find a way to uh, get around that. I mean, I... Well, I guess, I mean, like this, you said, this doesn't really meet the level of of a of a teaching kind of thing that needs to be protected in that sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. And and I still intend to go through it. And there's a lot of of gunk in there that that needs to be cleaned and and answered, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but it's just so funny how he comes up with these nuggets. It's like you you dust off all this 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 poop around it. And in the middle of this turd, you oh, find this piece of yeah, gold. Okay. That's that's what it's like. Yeah. It's it's like oh, why am I why am I uh, handling this piece of turd? Oh, there's a gold nugget. There in There it is. It's like that. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get me some water and bleach, <laughs> so I can bleach out all the all the Francism. Francisism, and then uh, we've got some truth in here. Yeah, yeah, good old Francis. I, I hear you know they're t- they're saying I keep hearing he's sick, and then I hear maybe he's retiring, but he doesn't retire. And when was this letter put given? I don't out? think he's going to retire. I I, can you either. imagine? I mean, because because that would know, be weird. I mean, we've heard the stories about how much of a a megalomaniac he is and how how like power hungry he is he's not gonna retire right. he's gonna stay pope till his dying but when day. was this letter sent out i can't find a date this one i thought it was like 
in the last day. I guess or so because I don't. Oh, 29th of June. Oh yeah. Okay, that's, that's today. today. Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey, so we're how is it that we my are son has already, not Johnny come like, lately. Found on this the one. nugget. <laughs> that's right. Wish we. I, I wish I would have known that we, we, we could have prepared more. We're before to, everyone on this kind one. Kind of a total review of it. <laughs> I I like that. We're never before everyone else. We're always the last. I know. Nope. Nobody has talked about this. Like I said, I heard it from my son, not from some other podcast by Timothy Gordon or or Taylor Marshall or anybody and, like okay, that. Okay. What? It, uh, uh, apostolic letter. I you pronounce that because I'm not going to be able to say it. Okay, I'm sorry. I will pronounce it, but I need to go find. But I'd it like to see. It's at the what top of the ladder. Out, what I actually, I, I have the printout. What I printed out oh. is not. Oh, uh, Desiderio uh, Desideravi. I, Desider- I don't know if that's Latin or Italian. That might be that Italian. That probably is. I wonder what it means. Hoc Pasca Mundacare Bobiscum. Um, okay. This Pascal world. Uh, Patiar. Uh, I crave. Something I Latin detected. Uh, Google says I crave. Uh, Desideravi. Okay. I I have desired Desiderario. I have desired Desideravi. I don't know. Hawk Pasca. This um, Manducare. This Where? Pascal Manducare. Vobiscum. Vobiscum is, is with you. I, oh, I have desired to eat this um, supper with you. Yeah, something like that. Before my death or something like that. Patiara. Yeah, because Patiara that's the is. first uh, one he talks about in uh, paragraph two. I have earnestly desired to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. Um, oh, that's what that is. Okay. That's okay. All right. That that's all that is is a, is the it's probably the Italian that we're reading though instead of okay. the Latin. Well, Google thinks it's Latin. Every time, every it may might be okay. Maybe it's Latin then. I mean, it has Latin endings yeah. and stuff, but I thought Latin and Italian looked similar, and I didn't think this Pope liked. Latin. I think all the uh, Romance languages and Latin look. <laughs> <laughs> look yeah. like Latin, except for French. French looks fruity and stupid. I see. I I am so okay. Like I do those crossword puzzles, and yeah, and then they I I don't mind cheating when they start getting putting uh, foreign words in there because I I'm so not I don't oh, know right. any. I don't even know the ones that everybody says. You know, like when I'm reading a book and it'll it'll throw out some quotes like "say la vie." I don't know what "say la vie" means. I have to, if I want cared, I would go look it up. But so when they do that in a crossword puzzle, what that means to me is that he couldn't make that space say anything, so he just chose those letters and those and letters. found. Figured out which foreign language they. Yeah, manage. you can Google those letters, and you'd be, oh, this means this, and I think that's what happens most of the time. Okay. So I don't mind cheating that could be. when that, that could happens, be. but because I think they cheated when they wrote the crossword puzzle. 
But anyway, that's how I am with foreign that's a language. Good point. I just I don't I don't know. It, it's all nothing to me. So um, I well, often wish that I had spent time learning uh, any one of the foreign languages that I took to get through high school, <laughs> but I never did. How many different foreign languages did Three. you take? Okay, Spanish, French, and what French, else? French, yeah, and uh, Latin. You took French? Wow. Well, my sons have discovered this uh, book that um, does Latin in a wholly different way than what whatever you did when when you were, took Latin. I guarantee. Yeah. And um, they think it's a really neat thing. Charlie's been doing it and John's been doing John? it. Uh, those are my sons, for those who don't know. Uh, and, huh. in fact, Charlie, he just recently ordered a, and received a, um, an, a Latin Vulgate Bible. I think with, I think it has, like, the side-by-side Dewey Reams. Yeah. But this thing, I think it's like a, a Lulu thing. What's Lulu? Oh, like somebody... Well, you know, the self-publishing? self-publishing. Okay. You yeah. know Lulu. You're a publisher. You yeah, I've done Lulu. Like that. It's that kind of a thing. Um, if you're trying to make me but, think this, that I have a chance of actually learning Latin because your son Charlie, <laughs> you're way off. I know his son Charlie. Maybe not you, but hey, anybody out there? I mean, His son Charlie... I'm, I know I'm too is, old, but anybody out there, if you're 20 or 30... If if one of you three listeners out there is twenty or thirty and thinks that, oh gosh, Latin it seems so hard, there may actually be a way for you okay. to learn it. Charlie is beyond genius. The, he's <laughs> if he reads something ten years from now, he'll repeat it back to you word for word. Um, his programming uh, skills are just beyond belief. In every language that he tries to, uh, that's the thing. I, you know what? BS. I do know, I know, I knew three different languages. I don't know why I say that. I do know, I am bilingual or trilingual because I know HTML. I know a lot of PHP. Um, and Mm -hmm. well, I guess it goes with PHP, but the, uh, SQL, uh, commands and stuff. So, there's, yeah, but SQL is 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 uh, hard. It's a different kind. Yeah, of it's language. a different kind of. But it, it goes either way. There's three languages that I know besides okay. English. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, you're you're listening to a polyglot yeah. here. But I, how did we even get into this? Um, we were just trying because to figure out what this, this says. On, on, at the beginning, <laughs> Desiderio, Desideravi, I have desired to celebrate this past yeah. mystery with you. Okay. Well, that's what we think it says, uh, or that's what we think it means, and um, I will, that's how I will label this podcast, is that... Oh, there you go. That's I have idea. to know what to call this, you know, when I'm writing all the... The uh, copy and stuff like that, and usually I'll put the Latin version of this letter, uh, the name of it, and then the English part. And I had to know what I was going to translate it to. 
I have desired to, I don't, celebrate this. Just those two words together. Hold on. I'm going to get my Bible. Hold on. Those two words together. What do they mean? I, I'm scared because I I think we're, we're doing a very boring part of a podcast that most people don't want to hear. Well, it could be. But what else do you call it? Look in my Bible real quick. It's Luke 22, 15. I crave. Well, I know, but that's the opening quote. But the letter title. Desiderio Desideravi. Desideravi. I have, the thing is, they're, they're, it's like I have, Luke, I mean, the, the translation to English says earnestly desired, but it's, it's more like, um, I want to desire, I crave to, I desire. have desired, uh, yeah, yeah, like, like that, it, it's, it's kind of a weird, uh, Desiderio, that's the first person, and then uh, Desideravi. I desire, desire. I have desired to desire to eat this like that. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Okay, well, I'll figure out something. But but it translates, I have earnestly desired. Okay, that's what I'm going to call it. I've Desire of desires, like you know, it, it may be about, a, a Latin idiom more than a a real grammatical thing. Okay. By the way, well, no, never mind. We'll bring okay. it up later. Okay. Okay. So I I guess are we done talking about it? I don't have anything further on this. I haven't been able to get further on yeah, the letter. Yeah, okay. I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about at some yeah. point. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess we can get to the news. Okay, let's do news. We've done an hour. Yeah. Let's do news. Okay, but um, don't forget, we promised last week we would talk about the Hokey Pokey. Oh, that's right. We did. And you know what? I don't have any of them like immediately available to me. You said you were researching those. Uh, I did. But when I went and looked, I found some that said yes, some that said no. It's interesting that I found a lot that referred to my proposed theory. Yeah. But then said, in contradiction to that, we have these things. Right. And then I found others that said... This was a proposed theory. These seem to contradict it, but we should, you know, not dismiss it so readily out of hand. But if you think about it, I mean, it just makes sense. The priest is up there. He's doing his little motions. You see right hand, left hand. Uh, the the words of consecration, hocus adem corpus meum. I don't, hocus pocus. I don't know why. Hokey pokey. I don't know why you, you think that. You turn yourself about. He turns about, 
No, he doesn't. Once in a while during the mass, he no, turns he doesn't. to face the people. It just no, makes he sense. doesn't. And it, how do you translate that to hokey pokey? What do you mean, no, he doesn't. What do you, that wait, doesn't. Hold on. What do you mean? No, he doesn't. Any of the things you he said. Never, he does. He doesn't he put does his right in hand in and right hand out. He doesn't shake them all about. What? No, no, no. But he doesn't say hokey pokey. He does. But he does things that could be interpreted that way if you have no idea what's going on. Oh, okay. He's making the sign of the cross. Oh, he's just shaking his hand around. He's he's putting the 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 cover back over the chalice after the consecration of the precious blood. You know, he's he's moving his hands. You have no idea what's going on. And if you want to make fun of it, this would match perfectly. And then once in a while during the mass, he does turn around, Dominus Vibiscum, and then turns back to the altar. And it's, all, it, it's For called example, hokey cokey in some countries. I know, I UK. saw that too. That's kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, my point is, I've seen some that say yes, I've seen some that say no. Uh, I'm willing to be on the fence and not be offended when people play it at parties. Yeah, I, I kind of don't think so. <laughs> it, that's, that's that's my conclusion after actually researching it. <laughs> Maybe it was, but I'm willing to give the benefit of those who who say maybe not because it, it seems to in certain uh, countries go back to the 1800s um, the guy who but said in others, it seems to go back to like the 1600s yeah I mean so, the thing is it, it's a call and response um, song which is it's just kind of a natural part of folk lore. Yeah, that that's true too. It, it's if it wasn't hokey pokey, it would be something else because it's naturally what you do a lot, and 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 not just in in folk, but in in all culture, whatever you know. Everybody say hey, oh, things like that. You know, it, it, it's Heidi, 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 ho. The uh, what's well, yeah, but that and and what's the other one that they always play at the uh, the hockey games, the Hay Song or whatever it's called. Uh, I don't know. I don't go to hockey games. Okay, I've, I have been to one. <laughs> it but... replaced the the it replaced the the Queen song "We Will Rock." Oh, it. okay. Yeah, you know they used to sing that all the time. <clears throat> yeah, but okay, so so it could be just one of those. So. I, like I said, I doing the research. I read the the you know the claim that it was a mockery of the mass, and I still believe it works. If if somebody wanted to mock the mass, they could have come up with something very close to the hokey pokey. Yeah. If they wanted to have like a popular mockery, but I've also read enough to to decide. You know what? Maybe not. I'm not going to be offended by it. That's a good way to be, because they play it at every wedding. Well, you know what? No, they don't. I've been playing it a lot less. Did we play it at your son's yeah, Well, wedding? you know, the, the thing is, now they've got that stupid... I would rather they do the hokey pokey than that stupid dance little bird thing. Oh, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Exactly. I, I kind of like that, actually. Oh, sorry. But it's, you know, 
because on that, the DJ actually has to do something, whereas the Hokey Pokey, you just put it in and, and go. What's the DJ have to do? Well, when they're when they're in a circle spinning around, the DJ's supposed to go, everybody go to your yeah. right, now go to your left, and, and it makes everybody shift. Oh, and okay, so he kind of has to pull it yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, didn't, didn't realize that. So, well, okay. Okay, on to the news. news. Inflation in the UK reaches 9.1%, a 40-year record. Um... What reaches 9.1%? Inflation. In the UK. Oh, inflation. In the UK. I don't know what it is in America. It's... We're not far behind. No, we're not. I'm sure. Let me... Here. What was it? Like, it got to, um... Uh, into the teens under Carter, didn't it? Uh, inflation in America, around the world over the past two years. Uh... In Israel, it's over 25%. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Yeah, this is going to be a, a world killer. I don't know. It's high. I can't give you numbers, but yeah. you don't need numbers to know because we're all feeling it. All of a sudden... 9.1% is high. You know, every week it's like, okay... Uh, which bill are we not going to pay this week because we don't have enough to do it all? And I've already switched to... I have to say, the one thing I miss when when this starts to hit us is good peanut butter. Oh, God! You know, we yeah. had to start buying the generic peanut butter. That stinks. I'm but, sorry. But the Nobody thing, makes okay, what, peanut butter what like peanut butter Jeff. Were you buying before? Jeff. I agree, but what peanut... Hey, I'm... This is a separate topic. What peanut butter were you buying before this hit? Jif. That's the good peanut you, butter. I mean, I, well, I cannot find Jif on the shelf. Really? There, there was this, like, salmonella recall for Jif or whatever. Huh. I can't find Jif anymore. You're kidding me. I, d- I wouldn't know price. because we haven't bought it for a couple months. You haven't been able to afford it, but even if you could, you can't I find it. I did not it. know that. That's... That's what's kind of... I mean, this plays it... You brought it up last time about how they seem to be just closing down food plants. Yeah. And Jif seems to be a victim well, of that. Well, I would say that really stinks, but it doesn't really matter to me because I we stopped buying Jif anyway. But uh, I, yeah. I really miss Jif. I do. I, uh, I love Jif. Me too. And, me too. You know, uh, I think... I think rodents do as well. Now, mom has a rodent over there. Uh, she thinks she has a rat, but so dad's going around, and you know how dad's traps are. He's got traps that were made 50 yeah. years ago, and he still uses, like, instead of throwing them away, he mm-hmm. empties them. <laughs> when the trap catches, instead of just throwing the trap away with the animal in it, yeah, he, he gets the animal out and and cleans it off or doesn't clean it off and then just resets it and tries to use it for the yeah. next animal. <laughs> so he's got traps with like metal pieces on them that have all rusted and stuff. But anyway, he's got <laughs> he's them. He's probably got some fur on them and yeah, stuff too. that too. <laughs> they're, they're set all over the basement. You can hardly walk through the basement without stepping on one. But not, oh, okay. <laughs> none of the bait is gone. And mom's insisting that they have a rodent. But... Here's something that I discovered. This is going to help a lot of people. 
Um, I, I mean, peanut butter is always what works on mouse traps. But about, I don't know. But not any peanut butter. Ten years ago, we set out the trap and we couldn't catch anything. And it, we knew there was a rodent, but the rodent wasn't touching the peanut butter. I, don't, I can't remember if it was a rat or a mouse. And I was like, you know, I started thinking, I was like, this is back when they outlawed trans fat in all the foods. Oh. And this was a new peanut butter. Is that what they were attracted to? Well, I here's what we did. Me and Dad, instead of peanut butter, we took a bunch of just regular peanuts and uh, ground them up enough and added some oil to make our own peanut butter. And within two hours, we caught. What kind of oil did you add? Peanut oil just or like vegetable oil, or what? whatever. Just like corn yeah, oil yeah, whatever, whatever okay. vegetable oil was in the bottle that the big yellow things, right? Um, but it, it worked. And that caught the yeah, rat. within a couple hours. Yeah. So also, okay, but you guys. can well there you go. You can find the quote natural peanut butter, or at least you used to. It's so expensive. I haven't bought that in over a year. But um, oh yeah, the the uh, Smuckers I think makes Jeff some. makes it too. I love it. Well, there's even generic yeah. brands of it. Me it's too. really good. You have to stir it. It's kind of weird because it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I found is if you stir it up once and then if you keep it in the refrigerator, it, it makes it hard to spread. Yeah. But it keeps it from separating. I like the easy spread, so I just keep it warm. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's easier just to stir it up. I don't mind stirring spread. it because then after I'm done making my sandwich, I can lick the knife and, you know, I get an extra right. little shot of peanut butter. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, where You'd think it'd be cheaper. There's no ingredients. I know. It's just peanuts and, and nothing else. Why is it more expensive? Uh, probably because of the packaging and storage. Oh, that okay. probably costs more money than what most people understand. Yeah, because they don't have preservatives. They've got to seal it correctly and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, okay, UK Health Security Agency declares a national incident after traces of polio virus were detected in the sewer. Uh, oh, so now polio is like the the one virus that we have completely eradicated is smallpox. Yeah, hold on a second. It is. Po- I thought polio was along those lines too. Hold on. But maybe not. Mom texted me. I'm just answering her real quick. Um, oh. Polio. You know, her mother had polio. Yeah, she's got that funky foot. She's got a club yeah, foot. Yeah, she can't, like, there's a muscle that doesn't work. To lift her foot or okay, something. so um, uh, several closely related polio viruses were found in sewer samples taken between February and May. It has continued to evolve and is now being classified as a vaccine-derived polio virus type two. What does that mean? Vaccine-derived? I. 
okay, I here's the thing. Not long ago, like within the past 10 years, uh, Bill Gates has gotten heavily involved in polio vaccine business. And he did a lot of testing in third world countries where he actually killed a lot of people and is now being uh, chased after uh, uh, by the law because of these dangerous tests that he was committing against uh, third world citizens. I wonder if this has something to do with this. I guess if polio wasn't completely eradicated the way smallpox was, because nobody gets a smallpox vaccine anymore. Right. Then maybe, yeah, like like if well, in third world countries, polio it has is a problem sometimes. There, there is still polio, but he okay he somehow got into this thing where I'm going to vaccinate everyone. He's okay. I think his his main game here is let's face it. What happened in the real world? Uh, I know. Linux people and Apple people will not admit this, but in the real world, in the computer world, if you want to use a computer, uh, you have to use Windows. It's just how it is, you know, in your business or whatever. I know that there are uh, plenty of servers that aren't run on Windows, but it, it just... Most real world, if you if you don't know a whole lot about computers, you got to use Windows. He he yeah. did that. It was he he used a lot of people. If you go watch the movies about how he did it, they leave a few things out. He's not as he's not as cool as they make him out. You know, he used his mommy to to get in to IBM, things like that that most people don't tell you. But he did it. And we need it, and we need his product to use a computer in a business setting anymore. Or at least we did for a long time. You know, it's kind of slipping now. But, um, yeah, because of cell phones and stuff like that. But I, I think he's trying to do that in a different way. He's trying Big to do that scenes. medically. Oh, okay. We need his like, product. You don't just... You don't need my product to not not just to conduct business. You need my product to live. To live. Yeah. This is Bill Gates' game. He's also a population freak. He thinks most of us should be dead, and he's come out and said it. So, you know, he said that I think the way to get rid of most people, the way to bring down the population, is to vaccinate people. Holy cow! Now, it's like so, so it's like use the vaccine programs as a what sterilization? No, program? that's not what he means. That's the thing. I it kind of bugs me because people uh, like us will use that quote to say, "See, he's trying to kill all of us." What he means is when you have healthy families, they tend to have less children. Because they're not worried about the kids dying before they can take care of them when they're old. 
Oh, so okay. as income goes Which up, which is and kind health. of the third world problem. People in, in first world countries think, "Oh, I don't need kids to take care of me. I've got the state, right? Got Social Security. I've got the you know." That's why he's focusing all of this stuff on third world. That's countries. what he says. I don't believe him for a second. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's testing. He's using the third world as guinea pigs, and he's causing a lot of problems in a lot of countries. Um, you can find a lot more about that from people like James Corbett. Again, I don't subscribe to everything he says. I just, he generally checks his facts. And like the quote that I just said, he understands that quote and he doesn't try to misuse it to say certain things, you know? Uh, right. Okay. But, uh, people like him and, uh, Alex Jones... Alex Jones does misuse it, but but he did say it. Alex Jones is fun to he watch. He is funny. I didn't know how funny this guy is. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Also, okay, in Pakistan, uh, two policemen and a polio vaccinator are shot by a gunman on motorcycles. I, I, Two policemen and a polio vaccinator. That sounds like a, the start of a joke. Yeah, it does. Two policemen and a polio vaccinator. Walk into walk a bar. Into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but yeah, I, it just makes me think that in these poorer countries, there's a lot of stuff going on that we don't know about concerning these polio vaccines. And mm-hmm. there are people, members of the public, who are getting wise to it, saying, these guys are experimenting on us. They're killing our kids. because And they're taking action. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah, it does sound like that. And it could very well be that. Yeah. Um, uh, Nike is... Uh, are permanently ending their operations in Russia and Belarus. Is this in response to the yeah. whole uh, Ukraine war? Yeah, thing? that's dumb. Nike? Yeah, that is Those dumb. people are disgusting. I mean, you want to talk about slave labor. Not only the... Aside yeah, from I the mean, fact like that they're Nike communists. Nike slave labor camps in China and they're ending their operations in Russia? And they're so anti-American anyway. I... I'm sick at the idea that Americans still buy their products. It's, yeah, we shouldn't even see Nike on the shelves in America. Yeah, anymore. it's a shame that Americans are that just nonchalant about these really serious things. Like, ah, so what? I'm just buying a pair of shoes. Well, buy another pair of shoes. Oh, they're it's trying stupid. to kill me. They're not my enemy. Yeah. Tobit. Or Tobin. Those who support and promote abortion are not our enemies. Those who uh, support and try to kill the American economy are not our enemies. Uh, New York becomes the first jurisdiction in the U.S. to distribute smallpox smallpox vaccine to people who are at risk of... Wait a minute. I, I wonder if this is a... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, wait, wait, what wait, do wait, they wait. know that we don't know? No, 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 no. Okay. Reread I, that. I, I, I got to think this is a typo. 
New York becomes the first jurisdiction in the United States to distribute smallpox vaccines to people who are at risk of contracting the monkeypox virus. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That that could be. Okay. Because do you remember how... Uh, maybe you don't remember, but... When smallpox was a thing, and there was a concern about it, but there was also this virus that was carried by cows, transmittable to humans, called cowpox. Mm-hmm. And cowpox, I think the way it worked was that cowpox was less lethal than smallpox. Well, a doctors would talk to people, and it, it, it's kind of like this idea of, of cross immunizations. Yeah was a, a sort of grassroots thing. Doc, doctors would talk to people. I think, like, you know, the guy who did, like, discovered the smallpox virus yeah. was, was among them. And he would express concern, and somebody would say, oh, I'm not worried about that. I've had cowpox. Okay. Like, Wait, is, is there something to this? And so it could be a similar thing. Okay, we have a smallpox virus. Could this... Uh, protect us against monkeypox. That might be a legitimate thing. Okay. Well, um, anyway, they now have, in New York, they opened the first monkeypox clinic in the United States. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Biden announces that over 296,000 doses of the monkeypox vaccine will be distributed to combat the spread of monkeypox. So they have a monkeypox vaccine. vaccine. I I don't think we have to worry. I I'm hearing that it's pretty much a gay disease. Like AIDS? Yeah, it's I don't know about this yet because it's hard to it's hard to even research something like that cuz no one wants to tell the truth. Remember no one wanted yeah, to tell about the AIDS. Nobody wanted I mean, to say it about like that, that AIDS. Too. Yeah, everybody kept yeah. saying, oh, it's in everyone. No, gay people and drug users, that's who gets AIDS. And, and monkeypox may very well be the same that's thing. That's what it seems to be sounding like in certain circles. But I don't know. The CDC announces that they will activate an emergency operations center for monkeypox. I don't know. This might be getting dangerous. Well, for the vaccine, this might be turning into a dangerous situation that they use to force Americans to vaccinate. Another, oh. another COVID scam. You know, I yeah. think that's what this is coming to. Because they're reporting because the COVID thing didn't work. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people got wise and said, "I ain't getting that." Right. Yeah, there was a bunch of people who didn't get vaccinated. And so the oh shoot crap our our plan failed we need something, something else stronger let's do punky uh, monkey box yeah. I think that's what this was um in a sixty five to thirty three vote this sickens me U S Senate passes gun control legislation for the first time in decades the bill calls for tougher background checks on gun purchases. Younger than 21. <laughs> Sorry. Blocks gun sales to individuals with a history of domestic abuse against unmarried partners. I've not seen anything glaring yet. 
and provides funding to encourage the adoption of a red flag law, among others. That's the part that's scary. That's the bad part, the red flag law. But even the, what is it, history of domestic violence. Here's the thing. History of domestic violence. Against unmarried partners. Unmarried? That doesn't make any sense. But, but if but you're married, the thing, that it's like that's like reporting that's, your ex-husband. That's what that is. Or your living boyfriend. Or your ex-boyfriend. But here's why that's problematic. Because I, think about, I, I, without mentioning names, my son. Okay. He was, uh, like, this isn't domestic violence, but the same kind of situation could attain. Yeah. Someone accuses Um, you, you're you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, uh, as a teacher of, uh, you know, inappropriate behavior with, with a girl who was a student, whatever. But because the prosecutor did not have the backbone to tell the mom your daughter's a lying piece of dirt my son ended up having to accept a plea deal to avoid the the very real possibility of 20 years in prison okay translate that same kind of situation into numerous other cases and you've got people who are going to be denied maybe, I don't know, the ability to buy firearms that shouldn't be denied. Right. This this really and is it, And it's going to spread a lot because they've already turned half the country into Karens. You know? And it's like yeah. just some stupid nosy old lady next door sees that you have a gun, doesn't like you because your kids maybe step on her grass, and she calls the cops and says, I don't think those people should have guns. They're a bunch of hilljacks. That's what this is. Now, red flag. Boom. And Now you're... Yeah, and you exactly. don't... That, that's... You don't get... There's no way to fight it, really, if you're a normal American making a normal amount of money. You know, you're busy trying yeah. to provide for your family. You can't spend all your time... Trying to find a way to get into a court and do this. It's, it's like, like, am I going to feed my kids or am I going to hang on to my firearm? Yeah, that's that's what all this really boils down to. That's what this, this is, is terrible. Is, I, th- I think maybe it's actually designed. For yeah, this a little I think bit. it is. I think this is designed to get people to tattle on each other. This is this is Nazi type stuff. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, everybody knows. There's no denying it anymore. The first thing they do is they take your guns away, so you can't fight. That's what it's all about. And I again, we got to point out that if more people had guns, these shootings would be less frequent and not nearly as deadly. That's true. They would end immediately. Every single city. In the United States, in the history of the United States, every jurisdiction that encourages gun ownership and carry has seen a drop in violent crime. Every single one. I wonder, 
I know that like some of the some of the Catholic churches around here, some of the uh, the uh, ushers are all carrying. Mm-hmm. Oh, they they're packing. Yeah. at mass. Yeah, I'll, I don't know which I, ones. I would love to attend those churches. I don't know which ones. I, I don't know if ours is one. But I I thought there. I would drive a few extra minutes to attend those. Um, we had an incident. Speaking of which, because after the Dodd case, we're we're getting promised all kinds of violence and stuff, <laughs> and um, so this Sunday is the first Sunday after the decision, and and um, I you know I you kind of got that in the back of your mind. You're driving to mass, especially a, tri- a Tridentine mass, and you're thinking, is something going to happen? But this time, um, I had the normal group of teenagers that go to Mass with me, because we do a big breakfast afterwards. Uh, some of Danny's kids and some of Danny's kids' friends had also come to town. So I've got like, I don't know, about 10 or 15 in our group, uh, somewhere in there. And, I, and most of them are young men. And I'm thinking... Wouldn't that be weird if somebody if something happened this time with all these young men here to to fight it to do whatever needed to be done? So I'm dropping. I, I, I'm going into to the parking. The the way this church is, it's got these tiny little parking lots. It's hard to find a parking space. So I drop the kids off. I got to go park the car. Come running back. I'm dropping them off, and I see the usher who happens to be my uncle. Uh, look inside and suddenly run inside as if something's going on. And I'm telling the boys, I'm like, all right, get out. I think there's something going on in the church. I'm going to run and park this real quick and I'll be right back. Um, so I ran down or I drove down and parked and I'm on my way back. I see other members of the, you know, parish getting out of their cars. I'm like, I said, something's going on. Cause by now I can hear some yelling. So I'm running all the way back. It's like two two city blocks maybe. Um, and I get there and I'm I'm in really bad shape physically. So by the time I get there, <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to fight. You know, I'm actually looking forward to it because I thought I was going to be like a YouTube star and I can, uh, or it gives me <laughs> gives me the chance to take out some frustration. You know, I you never know. If it's a bunch of guys yeah. starting trouble, you know, you get to fight back once in a while, and it's nice. But that's not what it was. It was just some junkie, some uh, crackhead old lady who had gone to the front of church and started yelling things. And, you know, they just let her out and then waited for the police to come get her. But she was kind of crazy, and it was a big disappointment. That was a letdown. Um... Yeah, the thing is, though, I mean, old, you're talking about Old St. Mary's, and that is in the, like, the sort of, the ghetto yeah. of the Rhine area of Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I don't think those are the areas that any of these people are going to be doing stuff. In fact, Probably not. I think a lot of these people who would be starting that kind of trouble would be afraid to go into those areas of any city. Yeah. Yeah. They would go to the, to the, the, you know... They're, they're going to go to the and, yeah the the richer people where 
they know that the people who are in the churches are the kind of people that are afraid to confront anybody. And the kind of people who wouldn't be carrying guns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they're... suburbs. It's kind of ironic. The, the kinds of places that they're going to go and attack... Now, here's the thing. It's, it's awful because the body of our Lord is still there in the tabernacle. Right. But the kinds of places they're going to go and attack are the kinds of places who uh, are the least effective against the whole abortion industry anyway. The kinds of people who deserve it. Yeah. So, by the way, I'll clarify. So, like, Eric, you know, is talking about my kids. When we do our introduction, I'm Dan, the ambassador of nonsense. But within my family, I'm Danny. So if you hear Eric say Danny, he's talking about uh, me. Oh, yeah. I swear. I, <laughs> like, most people call you Dan, and if he right? says Dan, he's almost always talking about Dan the man, my brother-in-law, who's... So, <laughs> anyway. And then Grandpa, who's also Dan, is Dad. Here's the only mm-hmm. time it gets confusing, because a lot of times I'll say Danny, and people don't know whether I'm talking about you or your son. There's, oh, uh, right, because my son is also Danny. That's right. Yeah, so there's so we've got four like Dans in the family. Four, four living Dans within this family. That often are together. Yeah. So, <laughs> And none of them really have nicknames other than Dad. That's right. You know. Dan, Danny. That's what you got. Um, all right. Let's see. Scientists discover the largest known bacterium. Okay, Bacterium. You gotta be kidding me. Why? That was on my nonsense news. I'm I'm gonna shut up then. Alright. Five No no no, don't shut up. Go ahead with it. Uh, this is this is actually pretty cool. I, I can't even say the name, but it was found in uh oh, I didn't have the Guadalupe Archipelago. In the mangroves of Guadalupe Archipelago. Archipelago. Oh, yeah, the, the Guadalupe Archipelago. So an archipelago is like a a um, like a series of islands. Okay. Uh, almost like a like small islands. Almost like like hummocks. So they're saying um, a single organism is two centimeters long. Is that right? Not a single organism. A single celled organism. So this one cell. Is two centimeters big. Yeah. Wow. Now we have cells in our body that are that long, like like our muscle cells, for example. Okay, I didn't know that. But that's just a part of an organ that that does one thing and serves one purpose. This isn't a whole. This organism. is an entire organism. So think of an amoeba that, is that one big cell. Do you know what the? This is huge. Do you know what the biggest cell ever discovered is? No. The uh, a nerve, probably a brain cell, right? No. The no, biggest single cell that we know of is a uh, the yolk of an egg of a ostrich. Oh, that is a cell because that is a single cell. You're right. Wow, I should have thought of that. Someday, because it's. I mean, you know, whether it's a uh, a gamete unfertilized or a fertilized before it you know yeah. it has developed into multiplication still one know, cell an embryo 
But that is the single largest cell. You're right. Wow. Uh, someday I'm going to have, if I ever get to move to a farm, I am going to have ostriches and I will be able to eat an ostrich egg. That's what I want to be able to do. Yeah. But not buy one from someone. I want to get my own ostrich egg. I mean, are ostriches eggs even good? I have no idea. I love eggs. But, I mean, I've, I've only had chicken eggs. I don't know what, whether a duck egg is any good. or That'd be a big old omelet, wouldn't it? Huh. <laughs> you ever see the uh, you ever see the movie uh, Dennis Quaid and Kathleen Turner uh, called Undercover Blues? No. It's worth a watch. Okay. It's just kind of fun. Uh, but there's this one guy who's like the the ostrich guy at the zoo, and for I forget the actual reasons why they're disappearing, but these ostriches are disappearing from the zoo. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see when you said the uh, Gods Must Be Crazy Part Two? Yes. When he eats that ostrich, they find an ostrich egg, but the ostrich is going to beat him up for taking his egg first. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of a funny movie, but not nearly as funny as Part One. Well, the, the the Gods Must Be Crazy was a kind of a masterpiece. Yeah. And then the gods must be crazy too. It, it has it had its moments, but it, it just wasn't as uh, continuously good as the gods must be him. crazy. I always lose him. I think he's he's touching his. Can uh, you hear me now? I think he's touching. Okay, his I think little, I must have lost you. Hold on. What you call it? Here he is. I lost you. Yeah, sorry guys. I think I think it was me. I adjusted. I've got these um, JB, JVC yeah. um, wireless earbuds, and I adjusted one. But they have these features where, like, if you touch the outside, it pauses and plays and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think I accidentally touched the touch sensitive area of it. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, like like I was saying. Gods Must Be Crazy. Really fun movie. Gods Must Be Crazy too. It had its moments, but yeah. it just wasn't not as funny. As, as well, continuously enjoyable. Here's the thing. In the first one, the first like 30 minutes of the movie is a bunch of naked Africans walking around. You know? I mean, that's, that's yeah. it. There's it, it, just boobs but everywhere. Not in a way that's like... It's not in a way that, that you would call... I don't Provoca- know, yeah, I know, but boobs are boobs. Provo- yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, it's more like National Geographic stuff. Yeah, I know, but there's still the thing about kids sneaking into the bathroom with a National Geographic magazine. That's still there. Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, everybody, it's a joke. But um, okay, I guess it's a joke, but I never did that. I didn't either. I'm just saying that boobs are boobs. But yeah, I could. I guess I could imagine. Okay, so, so if they could like produce the movie without that particular like 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 for the women, yeah, if they could zoom just, in a little bit more so that they just showed them from the neck up or something like that. Well, here's the thing: I very craftfully um, cut out and edited that movie so that this movie still makes sense a hundred percent. And there's 
very, very little of that in it. I, I think I did a, a pretty good job. Now, um, I did that with several movies, and I shared them on the Pirate Bay. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is The Gods Must Be Crazy, censored, so that the nudity is ended, is edited out. Now, right. when you share something, like on a program, you share a torrent, and the way it works is... Um, it it takes notice of how many times it was uploaded by you versus downloaded okay. by you and it says you know it gives you a ratio so if you say downloaded it once but uploaded it three times it would say ratio three to one but okay. um since I didn't download it at all, all the it, it's all uploading other people wanting to download it. Out of all the movies I did, okay. Gods Must Be Crazy is downloaded the most from by other people. Wow. And it's it's like okay, it changes every time I reboot my computer. Like if if I clean my hard drive, that's weird because people have to go search for that. Yeah. I don't understand how and then they anyone have to would pick yours over others that may be out there. From a and it's site not like it's a super popular, well-known movie. From a site like uh, the uh, the Pirate Bay, which very few people. Well, I guess a lot of people. Anyway, just since I've cleaned my computer, the like reloaded Windows and stuff, it's been downloaded five hundred times. Wow. Okay, guys. So. Go download it, but I mean, you're not putting yourself at. I would have thought something like, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing other than this podcast. That's the only thing that could get to me, which I don't care about. I mean, do they really care? Uh, I would have thought Schindler's List. Who produced that movie anyway? I don't know. But I would have thought Schindler's List would have been the one most downloaded, but it's not even close. Did you did you do a Schindler's list yeah. edit? Yeah, I did a real good job on that too. And it and the story's just as good. I mean, you watch it, you don't know that you're watching an edited version. I've never watched Schindler's really? list. That's a good movie. Really? It's a, I think it's a really good movie. Is it a good movie? I, I mean, I've, I mean, I know it's one of like, the Holocaust movies. I know those can get old because there's so many of them. But I think... Well, it's not Holocaust. It's the... Um, what's his name? Oh, uh, Liam Nelson. The, the, Ian... I can't no, say no, his no, name. No, 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 no. The, the, the producer of that. The, oh, I mean, he's the same guy who uh, did E.T. Yeah, E.T. guy. The... Um, E.T. guy. Yeah, it's, it's like... I can't... I know, why can't of, I think Steven of his Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Spielberg. Some of his movies I really like. Some, it's like, eh, I don't know. It's like, It feels like you're being preachy. I don't know. Remember when E.T. came out and yes. it was the best movie ever made. And I watched it. <laughs> yeah. And I watched it like, I don't know. When we started downloading movies, I watched it again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so stupid. I can't believe any even a kid would like this. It's so dumb. But I remember loving it. 
I liked E.T. when I was a kid. Yeah. In fact, I liked it so much. <laughs> you got the video game. I liked it so much that I got the Atari video game and played it for hours just because I liked the movie. Now, here's what... Here's here's the thing that you have to know in order to understand why that is so significant. E.T. is the Atari video game that Atari, after they released it, it was such a like, like a bomb that they buried like thousands, tens of thousands of cartridges of E.T. out in a desert somewhere. Yeah. They found them, and they that? and then they were actually discovered. It's like, wait a minute, this is an Atari game, ET. Because they thought it was a, uh, they thought it was a big, uh, uh, what do you call that? A rumor that uh, myth. They thought it was an urban legend. You know? Oh yeah, and then and then they found it. It turns actually. out to be real. Yeah, they did. That is rated the worst video game ever made. But I remember playing it. I saw it. I, I actually remember some of the, like the objectives and the movements and and how to play. Yeah, yeah. it at Aunt Berta's. You fell in those pits and, and you had to get out of them pits. Used to call the zipful room. Yeah. Oh well, but I don't have ET, but I do have Schindler's List, and that's a good movie. And I have the Gods Must Be Crazy, but that movie is I judging by the downloads. Uh, and again, it's 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 advertised as nudity edited out or PG thirteen version, and it's at least ten times more popular <laughs> than Schindler's you, List. PG thirteen version? Yeah. The original movie is only rated PG. Schindler's List? No, no, no. God's must be crazy. Oh. Sorry. I'm back on the air. Yeah, I didn't say... On, on our first... I said PG-13 okay, version Schindler's List. for Schindler's List. Steven Spielberg. Okay, Schindler's List. That was rated R. Yeah. Yes. It ought to be. There were, And there was some nudity in there that didn't even help the story in any way, shape, or form. It was like just sex. Okay, so you edited that and made it a fully comprehensible story... Without any... PG-13. Without any boobs... Or other body parts being shown. That's one of those things. It's like, why does a director feel the need to do yeah, that? Yeah, it, it wasn't necessary. without it. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Anyway, I, get... I, I, the reason I, I was back on Gods Must Be Crazy is because I went ahead and pulled that up on IMDb while we're talking. Yeah. And so IMDb, okay, you've got the movie page you've got the top cast and you, you can go into the full cast if you want and then you've got more movies like this okay so the first four I, I haven't clicked on the arrow to, to select the next four but the first four are okay the gods must be crazy too fine and then crazy safari which is obviously like I don't know maybe a Hong Kong version of it the Gods Must Be Crazy in China, which has that same guy with like a panda bear and a monkey. I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I don't know what, what that is. And then Crazy Hong Kong. It's like this one movie wow. is such a fun, 
story yeah. of all of these weird spinoffs have been created. Yeah, but they'll never be as good as the original Gods Must Be Crazy. No, 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 no. I, I absolutely agree. Okay. I don't even know where we are in the news now. So what was the news story that, that kicked that off? Uh, the giant uh, bacterium. Oh, the ba- bacterium. To the egg. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. We got a- oh. An egg is the largest single cell. I try to stay on subjects here. Um, Fuchsia and Ravina of the Philippines is crowned Miss International Queen. This is the largest, world's largest beauty pageant for trans women in Thailand. Oh my gosh. You gotta be so kidding. There's a queen out there. Uh, that should have been a nonsense that news. That is a nonsense news. 21 people are found dead at a tavern in East London, Eastern Cape, South Africa. 21 people are found, just found in a tavern, dead. Uh, the cause a tavern. You said tavern with a T, not cavern with a K. Yeah, C? yeah, T. Uh, a, a bar, like a bar, a, a public house. A public a house at at on a Sunday morning, they came in and found twenty one people dead. Uh, they wow. They don't know. At first, they thought maybe there was some kind of stampede. I don't know why they thought that, but the stampede. Like Buffalo? I, I think like maybe a bunch of people were trying to get in or something. I don't know. But there were... Oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. But there were no visible wounds, which makes me think this is something more like poison or something. Uh, yeah, like a gas that seeped in or something. The thing like is, I think they were mostly kids. Like, the legal drinking age like, is uh, 19, I think, there. But okay, these so were like kids teens. between 13 and 16. It's a bunch oh, of kids. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. And what country was this? This in? is South Africa. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't. There's still no word about. I mean, they're not telling. They haven't given a list of names yet, but um, I don't know. That's terrible. I don't know, a bunch it's of kids terrible. sneak and, into a bar. Well, I hate and to think of those kids' geez. parents and families and stuff. Yeah. But, like, also, what what was the agent used? I mean, what, yeah. what killed them? Yeah, they don't, know, they don't seem to know was, yet. Was this some kind of weird experiment? And also, did some people leave, like, knowing that other people are dying? Or how, how did that, did everybody there die? Or yeah. did... It's, it's like, oh wait, I, it's so weird. Dying. I got to get out of here, and then not say anything afterwards. Wow, really bizarre. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a state in Nigeria that started issuing firearms to citizens uh, so that they can defend themselves against bandits. So Nigeria is going the American route of trying to take care of these Muslim gangs, I think. Directly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Russia defaults on two uh, euro bonds worth $100 million. 
because of sanctions placed on them. Um, I, I think this is more trying to, you know, bring Russia to its knees through sanctions and isolation from the uh, world market. I, again, it's having the opposite effect, I think. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, it's, make them it's making them stronger. It's making them not need the international, the global market, and uh, it's going to backfire on them. Yeah, I think a hundred million doesn't sound like a whole lot of money. No, I think it might be. Maybe it's like, well, Russia defaults on two Taiwanese-owned euro bonds. I don't understand enough about bonds to really understand what they're talking about. And I don't understand if these are from Russian uh, citizens that it doesn't make sense to me. No, I'm a Taiwan is issued by a government enter or into a company. Europe it could be a company, but usually by a government and it just says if you buy this bond today for, you know, like say $35 in 10 years this bond will be worth $50. But it's a euro like bond. Kind of thing. And so a euro, I don't know what a euro bond is. Like, like and why is it sold within the European Union or tied to the euro as a unit of currency? Yeah. It's like, okay, you buy it for so many euros and regardless of what the euro is worth in the world market, it'll be worth this many euros 10 years in the future. And then Thai, Thai, people in Taiwan bought these bonds from Russia to provide Russia with money to do their thing. And now they're saying that they're going to default on these. So, I don't know. Russia defaults on a, I don't know why they were selling euro bonds, but they default on a euro bond. But here's the thing. They tried to service the debt, but they were blocked because uh, they were because of a ban again from Swift Bank. Oh, okay. So Russia is basically being told you can't pay this. You don't have access to this money that you would need yeah. to make good on these bonds. Yeah. So, so Russia is uh, like, uh, well, hey, we're being banned. We're going to pass that along to you, the buyers of the bonds. If you want your money, go put pressure on those who are. De- you know, denying us access to the money to yeah, pay you. But I don't understand how that hurts Russia. I kind of think that it doesn't. Other than possibly if Russia wants to, in the future, borrow money within the international bond community, they say, wait a minute, people bought bonds from you before and they didn't get their money back out of them. And so they wouldn't be able to do that. That would be the only sense in which this hurts Russia. Here's the thing. Probably someone who understands uh, finances and economies is probably pulling their hair out just listening to us. Um, because I hear people <laughs> say that, you know, the the idea of borrowing and, and lending money between countries is idiotic it just enslaves the country to banks and nothing more mm-hmm. um so i guess we'll get off that subject and move on i just don't understand i just thought i'd mention it because i said from the start if they do this they're making russia stronger not weaker 
I think. But And I think that's probably correct. Yeah. At least 46 people are found dead inside a tractor trailer in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I think six, 16 others are, fa- are uh, taken to hospital. These are immigrants. Like illegals? Yeah. What? These are illegals. Yeah. Uh, all South America. Have they like, tested any, any of them for, like, are they carrying drugs or anything like that? And have they determined maybe whether they're this like, is, human trafficking? They're talking about them as if they're immigrants, but I think, I think they're actually being trafficked. I think that's what they're trying not Which to say that, here. I mean, the ones that died... Uh, I mean, the fact that they were found, okay, yeah. whether died or gone to the hospital, probably better than whatever life they were headed towards then. Very possibly. Yeah. It, but you, this is just... It, it's sick. The fact that we're trying... Because... Even CNN had to admit that most trafficking uh, is done by the cartels. Most of yeah. the immigration is done by the cartels, the illegal immigration. And of course... So you're going to see an obvious correlation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I still think, I mean, if somebody could head the money to pay a good uh, mercenary group. I, I, I don't know. For some reason, human trafficking, especially, you know, the, the kind of the sex yeah. slave human trafficking thing, it just really gets to me. And if somebody could pay like a really, really good mercenary group to just like identify not the traffickers, but the customers, yeah, who end up benefiting from those traffickers, and just like randomly, after very very good intel, just assassinate them, assassinate Boom. or bullet in the head, or at from least a, expose a sniper's them. rifle. I don't know. That would I, be a good I, service. I would not. It would be very difficult for me to be against that. Let's yeah. just say it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially because here's the thing it, you think well you know it, it's not just that they're being violated the, the way a slave is um, mm-hmm. they are their souls are in serious jeopardy because it's one thing to, to do it to say a kid who's completely violated but when you get say a girl hooked on heroin to where her only way to continue getting heroin is to give in to this uh, this lifestyle. Right. Well, I mean, okay, where, when does she become culpable? You know, and right, exactly. It, it's, the whole thing is terrible. You're, I don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, state judges in New Orleans and Utah block abortion bans uh I don't know how but some of the abortion bans a lot of states have already had trigger laws in place Uh, New Orleans and Utah both had 
laws in, in place, trigger laws, and they've been blocked by uh, judges in those states. Yeah, honestly, I think ignore the judges. Yeah, I think that's what we should do. Uh, the, the, the sheriffs and the state police arrest the doctors if they perform the abortions. Yeah. Start the process of prosecuting under the laws of that state and let it shake out. Yeah. Don't pay attention to those judges. Let it, you know, let the, let whatever appeals process works, whatever, fine. But ignore those judges and start immediately arresting and and prosecuting those abortionists and to the extent that they allow it, those women who are procuring abortions. I'll tell you so what. So that babies start living in those states. I'll tell you what. Uh, the murderer, Mike DeWine, completely ignored judges in order to enforce the uh, COVID restrictions. Yeah. He just so why ignored not ignore judges to enforce abortion restrictions? Yeah. yeah. That would be the way to go. Uh, there's also a federal judge in South Carolina who lifted an injunction on a so-called heartbeat bill. bill. So, oh, I guess so an, like another judge... court decision, he said, well, I guess your bill's okay now. Yeah. But I think a right, lot of that well, kind of that stuff was... is going to happen as, as this shakes out over the next, you know, yeah. couple months. Yeah. And... We'll, we'll see, but the, again, uh, it's a great, great, great week for America. Ultimately, though, realize that as long as you believe you're within the textual constitution of the United States, state legislatures, state governors, state policemen, yeah. don't let judges tell you otherwise. Go ahead and enforce the laws of your right. state. Right, right. That's all the news I got. I got to fill my all coffee right. cup up. That was a lot of news. Go ahead. Well, we we talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was because we were about an hour in when we said, hey, let's do news. And now we're about two hours in. All right. Well, I only have three because you, my first one was actually going to be the, uh, the bacterium. Yeah. And my comment was uh, that lint that you've been brushing away because what's funny is the bacteria look like lint. I don't. Did you see a picture of it? I didn't see it? it. No. Oh, okay. Include never, my website. Okay. Grab a picture. It looks like lint. Okay, I'll put that. And in yet the... it's a It's not just like a single cell that is capable of becoming an organism or something like that. It's a single-celled organism. And it's like, wow, that's huge. Okay. Yeah, it does look like okay. I might yeah, have that weird. stuff everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um, so, uh, um, <laughs> I've got this Amazon's Alexa. Okay, so I guess Alexa is... Uh, it's like the, the talking Like the one. original... It's the, the original Big Brother... Yeah. Could soon mimic the voice of dead relatives. Well, that'd be freaky. The capability unveiled at Amazon's Re-Mars conference in Las Vegas is in development and will allow the virtual assistant to mimic the voice of a specific person based 
on less than one minute of provided recording. Guys, okay, maybe you want this, maybe you don't. I don't want this, but if you're going to do this, tell your kids so they don't start thinking that grandma has somehow... Yeah, that's a Twilight Zone there. Alexa. Or is it a dark... uh, (laughs) Oh, okay, there's two. There's a Twilight Zone where there's... She's taking care of her uncle, and he ends up being kind of the the computer becomes the uncle, uh, and then there's tail. Wait, 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 which one are you talking about? I don't. Remember okay, there's that Twilight one. Zone where he Twilight keeps Zones. he's she's living with her uncle and she has to take care of him, and he keeps going yeah. into the basement to do something, and he won't let her in the basement until he finally dies, and then the will says she inherits everything. But she has to take care of his project in the basement. And in the basement is a robot with the personality of the uncle. Oh, so she keeps having to take care of him. Oh, yeah. that's so creepy. And then there's a Tales from the Dark Side where uh, I think that's a set of twins, brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And one of them has some kind of disease where she's going to die. But she spends all her time on the computer while she's alive and then after she dies you know he's the computer starts talking to him because she had gotten into uh, the like computer. It's, yeah she, she basically uploaded herself to the computer yeah but okay anyway what well, it really reminds me of is so it, we're getting closer there guys yeah uh alexa can sound like grandma it reminds me of a dream i had do you remember mr Houston? Mm-hmm. This old man that lived on yeah, the street, the street. Uh, he was just a nice old man who, uh, actually, I've got pictures of him. He was a really nice old man. At the pro-life marches with mm-hmm. just this little handmade sign that says, oh, life is so precious. And yeah, that sign alone tells you what you need to know about Mr. Houston. other than he had a very... Mm-hmm. He had a very uh, unusual voice. He just had a voice that you could pick out, you know. Um, (laughs) But I had a dream that I was driving somewhere, and I picked up a hitchhiker, and it was him. And in the dream, I was like, Mr. Huseman, you're dead. And he kept saying, I'm not dead yet. And I could hear his voice saying it as I was waking up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's weird. You know, I hate those dreams that combine reality with yeah. I don't, dream fiction. Yeah. It, you, you get that disturbed feeling for the rest of the day. Yeah. But, you know, he was... A, he His um, his niece, I think... Maybe it was his daughter or granddaughter. I think it was his niece, though. And they were related to the people who owned Crimers. Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever happened to crime? I guess they just went out of business. Yeah, you know. And stuff. Yeah, just like. Yeah. I used to go up there all the time. Yeah. Mom would send me up there to buy groceries. And I remember this one time. (laughs) I I really appreciate, you know, the crimers. His sense of, oh, I got to make sure this kid's getting the right thing. I went up there and I said, I want. I don't know what a pound and a half of, and I said roast beef. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me kind of funny. He said, "Do you mean roast beef or ground beef?" 
<laughs> I said, I don't know. I'll be right back. Well, you know the shortcut from there to our house. Oh, yeah. It was through like the backyards of the people behind us. So I ran back and I said, Mom, is it roast beef or ground beef? <laughs> she said, she just like was so exasperated. Ground beef, hamburger. <laughs> I went up there once. I said, I need a pound of uh, pepperoni. And he looked at me for a minute. He said, could you mean salami? I said, I don't know. He said, let me have your phone number. I'll call your mom. And he called mom. And pound of, you're getting a pound of salami, not pepperoni. They were such good people. Yeah, they were. That's the thing. You can't find that in grocery stores anymore. Stinks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, boy, boy, we got far afield of that topic, didn't we? Wow. Okay. So and there he goes uh, again. He, next, he touched his oh, ear this, again, and now he's this is weird, weird and kind of funny, I guess. So this guy, I don't know if you ever have ever seen like a movie or a second. show where they've got like this. Um, I would call him back, but like then a, like, um, we won't know which one to pick up so i'm just gonna wait for him to call like the, me these um he's probably talking uh, runway he's probably walkers. talking right now i'm gonna silence his voice when i like the fashion models this recording the runway but let's see how long he talks Did without knowing that he's hung up on me here he is did it again huh i guess i lost you okay so, you, you ever see these shows where they've got, like, the fashion runway walk, walkers? Yeah. So, I guess this guy um, just decided to have fun with that. And he's got these, like, stupid things that he just found around his house. <laughs> and he goes and, and, like, mocks and mimics these runway walkers. Yeah. Wearing these stupid things. Like, he's got one of those those old lady walkers. <laughs> he's got and, it draped on and, his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. kind of a hit. Does he just, does he do videos of this and then share the videos or is there an event that that, he does? That appears to be what's, what he's actually (laughs) doing. It's pretty funny. I didn't go and find the actual videos. This is an Instagram uh, sensation. Yeah. It's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so serious. I know. He's like, I think that's part of the gag is because these, these women, who and and see here's the thing if if you're somebody who's like my wife she likes to sew she she used to sew clothes she sews quilts now yeah and so there's this program called Project Runway which is kind of annoying because it's so full of these like really flaming gay people and of course, they always want to pawn all over them and that kind of stuff. But she still yeah. likes to see the sh- the sewing projects. Yeah. But at least fifty percent of the time, the projects that they come up with, and, and, and what it is the 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 contest, it's like one of those reality show contests. Yeah. And the reality show is for the people who are actually sewing the clothes. And then they have to sew them for a particular model, and then the model has to walk the runway and that kind of stuff. And they have, you know, this very serious look and, and so forth. And it's, 
But sometimes the clothing that the the people who are sewing it make are so ridiculous. And I think that's what this guy is kind of making fun of. It's like, okay, these models are being asked to walk on this runway wearing something that is just completely stupid. Yeah. And he's walking out there with this real serious... <laughs> I'm watching the rest of the videos. They're funny. <laughs> he looks so serious. <laughs> he's got a door draped up. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It is hilarious. So anyway... <laughs> I just thought that was a kind of a fun thing. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right, and I only have one left. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is another Pope thing. Here's here's the funny thing. Okay, we were talking before about the Pope's letters. Yeah. The, or this one particular letter. And it's like, uh, wow. Um, how does the Pope write this particular nugget of gold wrapped in this turd. Well, I, I mean, I don't even know the context of this, okay? I'm just going to, like, I, I guess it's like a tweet or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the here's the thing. The article uh, on somersetlive.co.uk says, Pope Francis tells mums, that's a British word for mom, to stop ironing sons' shirts and urge them to get married. Well, hey. That is like... That's exactly what a Pope should urge if he urges yeah. anything in terms of pragmatic life. Yeah, that sounds uh, something like... Because moms uh, should not be ironing Benedict sons' shirts after the age of, I don't know, 13? Actually, uh, JP2. by the too. age of 18, they ought to be getting married. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. Where, where is this Pope... What... Where's he been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, and and here's what's the, here's the funny thing. So this particular article, uh, I, it's like it's almost like it's being critical of him. Um, uh, Pope Francis has urged mothers to stop ironing their sons' shirts and encourage them to get married. The 85-year-old head of the Catholic Church, who has never been married and does not have children made the comments during a service to mark the end of the 10th World Meeting of Families. It's like the oh. article is criticizing him for for giving this good advice. very on-point and very good advice. He also told adult men not to take the easy road and return to their mothers in moments of difficulty. In other words, when, when things get That's tough, don't go back Francis to mommy. actually says something right, and you have this article criticizing him for it. Yeah. Well, what, wouldn't it be weird if suddenly, like tomorrow, uh, the Pope, uh, like, issued something that, that banned the Novus Ordo, and, <laughs> like, our, our dream Pope was... Pope Francis suddenly turns <laughs> yeah, into like, our dream pope, and he's like, "You know what? Says, These no disorders are yeah, silly." I'm gonna change. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hand in Francis. Actually, I personally, I don't. Think, I wouldn't want not want him to hand in Francis as a name. But if he said like, "I'm gonna hand in Francis," I, I'm gonna be Pope Pius the Thirteenth. Yeah, Pius the Thirteenth, like and then he became Pius the Thirteenth. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. 
That would be super weird. But this is like almost like that. Yeah. That's the kind of, like in in a lesser degree, this is what that's like. It's weird. It's really strange that, that we should hear this from Pope Francis. And it's like he's telling men, men, young men, men, you have to be responsible for your families. Don't go running to mama. Be men. I had, man, to, wow. I had to be And a then man. this article is like, seems to be criticizing him for it, which is completely stupid. I had, I, I, uh, had to be a man this week. I almost didn't record today. Because, um... <laughs> I picked that up. When <laughs> well, no, it was like... So do you have an early morning tomorrow? No. But what happened was, um... Tuesday, uh... The kids are like, I smell sewage, Dad. I smell sewage. Like, oh, no. I go down the basement, and it's like, it hasn't flooded yet, but there's obviously a problem. It's like there's some kind of a leak coming. Not a leak, a stoppage. So, backup. Think of backup. Like in the 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 sewage, yes. And I'm like, shoot. And, well, I, because it's Tuesday, we're already broke because we live paycheck to paycheck. And, uh, I don't even have enough money to rent a tool, let alone get a plumber. Um, but today I got I uh, took off work a little bit early, went and got the tool, did all the stuff that you have to do, and, and this is like this is like eighty feet out, so I got to rent a hundred footer, and eighty feet. Yeah. Well, how, you didn't know that before. You just rented a hundred footer. Well, because this is the second time it's happened, third time it's happened. Oh, okay. And I know what to do now, but it's gross, and no one likes to do it, but that's what, you know, I can't, no. mom can't do it for me, so, uh, you just, do you have you one of those, do you, uh, do. you have like an access opening in your basement, so you don't have to go through a toilet or anything? Yeah, I've got a pretty good pipe in the basement I can go through. But I didn't know so that the first you, time. You, you, you must have like one of those old ceramic, uh, pipes that like like cracked and then plants are growing no it's not that they okay at one point when i before i knew what to do i had a uh because i tried one thing and it didn't work i finally called a plumber and a guy came out and he's this old guy and he he was really nice and he kind of explained things to me as as he's working he said this is a soft uh clog he said, what happens is what this, mean? it means it's not a hard thing down there. There's just, what happened is your pipes are too big for your house. So down under there, the pipe is pretty big and it doesn't slant enough for water to really run out. It just kind of wanders out. Oh, so like the, the water could kind of so a chunk, level out, but yeah. it's not... A turd's not going to roll along it as, as yeah. efficiently as it should. So you get one chunk that suddenly is stationary, and then other little chunks build up behind it, and that keeps happening until you got a clog. Oh, wow. And there's not a whole lot you can do about it other than, other than get a unclog. Other than auger and... Yeah. Do, do the work. 
Okay, here's... Uh, all right, didn't... I thought you had one of those. I had a... Um, 50-foot one. And I... Oh. I bought a 75-foot cable for it. And that doesn't quite reach it. And even if it did, mm. I need... We're talking about a big pipe. I need a bigger one. Yeah. So I had to oh, use the okay. real big ones to get rid of this. Maybe someday I'll put, you know, six or seven hundred dollars into one of these big ones and maybe try to find one on Craigslist but or that's something. That's what it would take. But and wow. since I don't have that, I just rent them for you know seventy-five bucks. Well, at least you know. What to okay, do. six or seven hundred dollars. That's like I mean, eight to ten years. Yeah. Eight, not eight to ten years. Eight to ten incidents worth. Where it would pay for itself. If I could find one for that and, much. And if it only happens every two years, that's like almost 20 years. Yeah. So that probably makes sense just to rent it. Yeah, for now. Unless I find, like I said, unless I find one cheap on Craigslist at a, a good deal, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So... Wow. All right, is that our last story? That was my last story. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got one more. Okay. Um, I, sh- I I actually meant to lead with this. I I don't know if you're like this. So, so you ha- do you have this problem with saying things that come off completely wrong? Like social situations? Like, yes. Yeah. Or with your wife, or with your kids, or whatever. I'm terrible about it. Well, with my wife and my okay, kids, I so think they're like, mostly used to it. But <laughs> okay, my so boss. first, I'm going to explain this thing. So, our our three listeners, um, I'm going to introduce you to a concept called geocaching, and like you know, the GPS system. Like every phone has GPS. You can. A guy thought, "Wow, this could just be kind of a." A toy. Yeah. And so he went and he used a, a GPS uh, locator to read out his longitude and latitude. And he took a box full of, you know, just sort of like nonsense goodies. Yeah. Uh, what we would call swag these days. Put it somewhere. And then he went on some kind of list and he said, hey, guys. I've put a box at this longitude latitude location. Let's have some fun. And from that, it has grown into an actual, uh, like, organized, ongoing thing. Okay. So I told you that in order to tell you this. My wife and I were out doing some geocaching just locally, just within Avon here. Mm-hmm. And we were in the woods looking for this, and my wife's feet, and, and I didn't see this happen, got tangled in a vine, and she tripped, and her she just like face planted into the log. Okay. Okay, well, over the next day and a half, as you can imagine with something like that, like over around her lip area, she had a fat lip for one thing. And then on the outside, it was like this this discolored bruise kind of thing. You know, she had a black like brown eye. turning yellow. So, <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, it, it's like it would 
it would hurt her physically for me to kiss her. So she's getting ready to go out to work the one morning. And I, I just said to her, well, I'm not going to kiss you because of your face. That was a long story. Are you drinking by any chance? A little bit. Why? Okay. Oh, because you think I'm being too wordy, don't you? Yes. <laughs> that was a long Cut it out, story. Man. You're the producer. Okay. <laughs> like, people could be like, um, they're going to hear the story like two words, geocache, and then I'm not going to kiss you because of your face, and then they're going to hear me say, you're drinking, aren't you? <laughs> They'll get okay. it either way. Yeah, they'll get it. All right. Well, look, I don't have a saint because I think we kind of stopped doing that. We just, we're having a hard time making time for the podcast at all. So, uh, well, like I said, we both have families. We both have yeah, jobs. But we are trying and to both commit. take up time. We're both trying to commit to once a week now, even when we don't feel like it, mm-hmm. which I did not feel like it today because... I dealt with poop. I, I kind of picked up on that. I, I pushed yeah. you anyway, didn't I? Yeah. So we did it. And uh, I guess think about what we said. And uh, as always, circle them beans. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. I've got this Oh,